You're listening to Seahawks Rewind, giving you expert analysis from the Seahawks postgame show with former Seahawks Paul Moyer, Ray Roberts, and Robert Turbin. Hear from head coach Pete Carroll and Seahawks players in the locker room. Now, here's your host, Michael Bumpus. The Seahawks go down to Los Angeles and get it done. 37-23, they defeat the Los Angeles Chargers. Geno Smith has another efficient day, completing 74% of his passes. 20 of 27, 210, two touchdowns and one interception. But the man of the hour has to be Kenneth Walker. 23 carries, 168 yards, two touchdowns, a long of 74. We saw DK Metcalf go down, so other guys had to step up. Marquise Goodwin did exactly that. He had four receptions for 67 yards and two touchdowns. Uncle Will Disley contributed with four for 45. And Tyler Lockett had seven for 45 as well. Defensively, Jordan Brooks shows up, has another good day. Eight tackles. You got Ryan Neal with seven tackles. We saw a little bit of everything. We saw two interceptions between the two quarterbacks. We saw two fumbles. We saw a safety. This was an electric game. Justin Herbert had a decent day 33 of 51 293 two touchdowns and one interception third downs was going to be big for me this week i wanted to see if the seahawks can bounce back they did exactly that five for nine on third downs overall the hawks produced 404 yards and average 6.4 yards per play only had seven sacks for 68 yards lots to talk about when we get back i'm going to bring in marcus true from brian walters Robert Turbin and Paul Moyer. Lots more to do when we come back. That's next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Welcome to the Seahawks Post Game Show. I am Michael Bumpus. The Seahawks go down to Los Angeles and they return home with a victory, 37 to 23. But now we're going to bring in the man who called all the action, Mr. Steve Rabel. And Rabel, man, this game started weird. You got an interception by Geno. Uh, you feel like you're going to be in the dogfight. We saw two interceptions. We saw two fumbles. We saw safety. Uh, I, we pretty much got everything we wanted out of a football game in this game, Raves. It, it, it feels bump like this game was about six and a half hours. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm soaking wet up here. I'm sweating. Wyman is just beside himself. And then you look up at the scoreboard and you see how the Seahawks did this. Their ability to just continue to keep fighting back, to get first downs when they needed first downs, and then those explosives. Here's a pass to Disley. Here's a great catch by Tyler. Here is a 74-yard run to the house by Walker. And then the defense just kept playing hard, and they forced Walker to really have to make every, or Herbert, that is, to have to make every throw and put every throw on the money. And not all of them were. It was just a total team victory today and you look at this team and you say when we're getting this much better this quickly then what is the limit and I don't think there is one right now that's how good this team is playing yeah Raves I agree with you total team win the offense did what it had to do the defense were able to get after Justin Herbert he was only sacked seven times before today's game sacked him three times and then Jason Myers was three for three when it comes to field goal um, attempts but I mean, we got to talk about Kenneth Walker. 23 carries, 168 yards, two touchdowns. You mentioned that long of 74. Are we watching a, a, a superstar? Well, we're certainly watching a, a, a rookie star get better and better every week. You know, remember at the very beginning of the season, he went the wrong way on a handoff right. attempt by Geno. He's come a long way from that. But you just see the, the ability. And you know what? That 74-yarder was a great run there's no question and I'm you know I about jumped out of my seat here uh, or my position uh, 30 miles above the stadium floor 
but maybe the best run of all that he had was a run that looked like was going to get stopped on the uh, after a yard lost and he kept fighting and got a little push from Abe Lucas and company and just kept driving those legs and took three or four defenders with him and picked up a first down. It was out near midfield, and it was one that a lot of people probably wouldn't think about, but that's who this kid is. Yeah, he's got great speed. Yeah, he can run away from people, but man, he is tough. He is a he is an all-day you know, an all-day player. You better bring your lunch if you're going to try to tackle him in the four-quarter football game. So he was, he is just going to be fun. And, and again, just like all these rookies, Bump, he's only going to get better. Yeah, it's fun watching him grow, man. He's only going to get better. Um, unfortunately, we saw DK Metcalf go down with the injury. We're still waiting to see uh, the severity of that thing. But in his absence, you had other guys step up. It was the best game for Marquise Good when he had four catches for 67 and two touchdowns. We saw a bit more of D. Eskridge out there. How important are these guys going to be, especially if DK's out? You know, I was thinking of that when, when uh, we were in commercial break just before you came to me. And I know there's going to be uh, Chargers fans were going to say, well, you know, we were missing uh, so many players on offense. We were missing Keenan Allen really didn't play much. And Mike Williams got hurt during the game. And uh, we have uh, Joshua Kelly, our second best running back, was gone and, and all kinds of injuries. And all I say is, you know, take a look at what the Seahawks deal with. And they just keep getting the next man up. And that next man continues to play. Walker has come in in place of Rashad Penny and has taken over the running back spot because Penny's done for the year. DK will find out how injured he is, but Goodwin comes in, Eskridge comes in, Derek Young came in and ran the offense well as a wide receiver. So this football team is prepared. They are deep. They've got young guys who want to play and who are gaining experience every time they walk on the field. And again, you don't want to see anybody get hurt, but at least you feel like you've got guys in positions who can step up and play. It's a beautiful thing when you're in first place in the division, Raves, man. Uh, great job today, and as usual, get home safely. Thanks, Bump. And, yeah, it does feel good to be in that position. I know those guys, as Dave said, all of the veteran guys are going to all sit up front, and the rest of us are going to get pushed to the back of the plane. But that's okay. That's worth it. All good. Take care, man. Thanks, man. Let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks radio network. Seattle Seahawks station. Cairo. Cairo radio. A conversation. Breaking news direct from the sidelines. And where the 12s hear the Seahawks. KIRO FM Tacoma, Seattle. All right. We got a lot to do and lots of analysis from the guys here when we get back. The Seahawks go down to L.A. and get it done. 37-23. Seahawks win their second in a row by defeating the Los Angeles Chargers 37-23. to Lots to break down here with the fellas. I'm Michael Bumpus with Marcus Trufant, Brian Walters, Robert Turbin, and Paul Moyer. I'm just going to start off with Geno. Geno started the game kind of rough. You throw an interception, you want to see how he's going to respond. He responds in a good way. Ends the day 20 of 27 for 210, two touchdowns, and that one interception was only sacked two times. He found a new receiver out there. Not a new receiver, but just got him more involved. Marquise Goodwin had four for 67 and two touchdowns. Um, when you lose a guy like DK, you need other guys to step up like Marquise Goodwin. We're still waiting to see what the status is with DK. But uh, a couple numbers that stand out to me, obviously, is going to be Ken Walker, 168, two tutties. And then for me, third down was going to be huge this game. They're back on track, five of nine on third downs. Uh, we talked to Rabel, and he said this was a team win, and I couldn't agree more. 
by far our most complete game. And even, I guess, special teams to an extent. There's not much we can do on some of the punt returns. Their guy pinned us in pretty well. But our offense did a great job of moving out of being backed up so much. Let me throw a couple of great stats out. One, we got our hands on the football nine times. We had nine pass defense. Ryan Neal had four of them. So our secondary was really active. Uh, Khalil Mack, we talked about him coming into the game. He had one tackle and one assist. And he had a, a fumble recovery. He didn't have a quarterback hit. He didn't have a, a pass defense. He didn't have a sack, nothing. He had come into the um, uh, this game with six sacks on the, on the year. We gave up four quarterback hits. They came into this game, they had had 34 quarterback hits. We knew that they could get after you. So I, I just think what we did with the offensive line and protecting Geno and Geno knowing when to scramble and what he's been doing, um, we're just getting better. You know, we're young. We talked about this, too. We're playing so many young guys. I mean, we should. We're a team that is not going to peak for a while. And so to be four and three, should be five and two, uh, to be four and three in first place all alone, man, this is good. Yeah, whatever this Chargers team did today, we had an answer for. Yeah. And we were the more physical team. Uh, we were the team with more energy, excitement, right? Uh, we, we, we came to play. Now, we started slow, but – the Chargers weren't able to hang, you know, with our physicality throughout this football game. Uh, and it really showed in that second half, the way that we were able to run the football. I mean, we dominated up front. And, you know, obviously there were some negative plays. Anytime we had a negative play, we had an answer. Anytime they had a positive play, we had an answer. The way that we responded for four quarters throughout this football game was the most impressive part for me. I want to throw out another stat, uh, 34 rush attempts to 27 passes, the Seahawks. And, I mean, that's Seahawks football right there. That's how Pete draws it up, right? That's what he wants. You want to run the ball, run the ball. And I thought early in the game we were, we started passing quite a bit, and we were mentioning that kind of, huh, you know, I wonder if they're going to just let Geno just throw, throw, throw. But they got back to that run, and they controlled the clock. You know, they, they won the time of possession battle, and, and that's all you can ask for and let the defense, you know, shut down a high-powered offense. I think down to the Let me hop in there, oh, True. Right, Pete yeah. Carroll stepping up to the podium now. Um, well, I really liked this today. I liked the way we played. <clears throat> I thought uh, you could feel us in all three phases. We were humming, and uh, guys were running, hitting the way we want to. It was a really physical game, and uh, <clears throat> it was good to see the offense be able to go down the field and put some points on the board, and the defense is slowing down. Uh, other than the turnovers that, that screwed us up, um, we, really, we, we really had a really solid football game. You know, anytime we can go out and, and, and run the ball for a bundle, we had 160 or something, and uh, take care of the football like Gino did, throwing it 20 for 27, you know, really efficient stuff, and then play defense to complement that. We know that we're going to be good on team, so it, it, it just it just fits together really well. It, to do that, to do it really two weeks in a row, a little bit even we made more progress in this game. Um, I think all around, uh, um, it feels good to our guys. They can feel it. They can feel their defense. They can feel what they're doing and how they fit together. And it's a, uh, it, that this is what can happen, you know, when you start moving. So we're really excited about it and looking forward to getting it going again next week. What can you tell us about DK Metcalf? Uh, he came down on his knee in, a, in an odd way. Um, uh, the x rays showed nothing uh, uh, there, but we were going to have to take him back and get him tested and checked out with MRIs and all that stuff to make sure. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. I can't tell you. Sorry. Can you talk about uh, your defense coming up to that big stop after the turnover in the first quarter? Yeah, that was really important. It was a really important message. You know, that was a, a big stop. And we, we stopped him on fourth down uh, three out of four. Uh, to, we did four out of five last week. You know, and that, that's 
that's a statement that, that our guys have made. We did it. You go back to the first game of the year when when we were first putting it together, and we did it a number of times in that game as well. Uh, guys coming through, and, and, and you know when the numbers called, they got to make make something happen. Just exactly what we need, and they've been able to do that. And so. Um, there was these few weeks in between from the first game to the last two weeks that uh, we just weren't hitting it right. And uh, we made some adjustments. Clint did a great job with the staff, and they've, they've reached the players. The players are on, on board and, and uh, in a way that's giving us a chance to really move forward and continue to get better. We're, we have a long ways to go, and we've got a lot of improvement we can still make. So it's, that's, that's an exciting thing for a coach. What was that sideline like when Kenneth Walker took it up? Oh, man. I was looking to see somebody was hollering about there might have been a flag or something. So I didn't get to enjoy it quite as much as I will. Um, but uh, the guys were nuts about it. It just looked so cool. I mean, he just came right to us. Uh, really, uh, I think it was Disley and, and, uh, and Noah um, laid a great combination block to get the thing sprung. And out he went. I don't think that anybody touched him, you know. He, uh, he certainly has big play ability. You can see the speed that he has. It wasn't even in doubt. And uh, uh, it's really exciting to see that happen say about this team that you're up 17 nothing the chargers come back two quick touchdowns three-point game and for them to respond the way they did and then yeah we, we just kept doing it the, really the, the drive of the game was after the uh uh was the 10-minute drive from when we were backed up you know they had done something and then we came right back and, and got rolling and just hung on to the football and took it on down got a field goal you know knocking 10 minutes off the clock that's offense working together with defense and uh, uh that was a, that was really timely and it just showed that we we have the ability to do some really cool thing so um, fired up about us issues from the first few weeks are behind you now mm -hmm. i do i really do and, and with still all kinds of improvement out there um ryan neal showed up really well today uh, uh chenna had a terrific game uh, chenna was really an inspirational part of this this prep and this this week and you know coming back against his own guys it was great that uh, that he was able to have a good game also um he cramped up so he was he's okay um but uh um those guys showed up really, really obviously, and, and uh, so there's a bunch of guys who made plays today. It was pretty fun. You guys were pumped up, or you were pumped up about being tied for first place last week. Now you're in sole possession right now. I know yeah, I didn't. Nobody there. told me that before we started the meetings in there. I would have been going nuts about that because that's fun too. Um, yeah, that's good. Seven weeks in, look where we are. Those Carroll King, talk Who about the, the importance <laughs> of the pressure that your defense was able to put on Justin today, and how much did it affect? Yeah, yeah, you know, they were five out of 15 on third down, you know, and that's this is a good club and a good thrower. He had their, their catchers were playing, you know, um, it's a really nice job. <clears throat> the way that the way it worked out today and it was rush and coverage working together. He held the football some that gave us a chance to get the pressure on him. And there was a couple great rushes. Daryl uh, Taylor had a great rush, you know, knocked the ball out and had a nice little return and all that, which was fun. Um, but uh, uh, it, it's it, it's you can see it fitting together the way it, it, it needs to. Almost immediately, Pete, that DK Metcalf was out for the game. What was the immediate report? Or what did he? It, well, he, he did something to his knee. His knee was was wasn't feeling right, and he he had landed funny, and and uh, that's kind of all I know about it right now. Um, I'm thrilled that there was nothing on the X-rays. That's we've had one test. We got to get another test um, when we get back to the MRI thing. We'll show. Was it on the pass to the sideline on the goal line? Oh yeah, yeah, it was one the one you went up for in the end zone. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited for for Marquise. You know, he came to us uh, kind of late, and uh, had a great camp with us, and then got kind of 
kind of hampered a little bit, um, but showed great stuff. He's so explosive. I mean, I don't know how old he is, but he's he's still really, really fast, and it shows on the field, and he gives you a real boost, and you, you can see it. And he had a couple terrific touchdowns today. I had a nice catch last week as well. So he's, you know, if, if DK's going to take a little bit to get back, um, you know, he'll jump into, you know, a role where we really will feel confident using him. Um, he had a lot of fun playing today. It was really, uh, uh, it was it was exciting to see him help us out so much. Gino has been an unsung quarterback, it seems, most of his career. What, what, what you're getting out of him, uh, are you... You know, how pleasantly pleased, surprised are you at all? Well, Gino? this is this is Gino. You know, uh, uh, at the other end of his career, you know, he's had all those years behind him, and because he's such a good guy and he's such a great competitor, he studied his butt off to to understand the game better and better. He under, he's got the, he's playing like a real pro. He gets it. He can see it. It's it's not too fast for him. He can make all the checks, all the adjustments. You, you saw him so many times use the clock all the way down to the nub to get us in the right play and to get the protection right. Working with Austin Blythe and and uh, and then he, he's got a marvelous you know mechanical you know ability. He can throw the ball as well as anybody. He can throw it hard. He can throw it. He can take touch, uh, but throws and, and take advantage of those. Um, I didn't see what our third down numbers were today, but um, he, he's just been really good in tough situations. He made some great throws. Tyler made a couple of terrific plays. Those guys are really hooking up. Uh, they, they've been hooking up all year, and, and you can see it. But it happened again today, uh, a couple really just fantastic third down conversions for us. So there's there's no restrictions on Gino. He can do whatever we can think of. And, and uh, it's, it's he's he's different than he was. You know, and you can put a label on somebody for what he was, and, and then you miss the whole chance, chance to understand this guy. This guy is a different guy. He's 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 experienced. He's uh, he's physically fit. Um, he, he's having a blast. He's he's li he's living in, a, in an elevation of poise with the way he's handling it. It's perfect. It's perfect for the moment. And so uh, I was thrilled and, and to see it happen. And couldn't happen to a better guy. But how much is it helping the offense to you know, schedule the hidden yardage that he's picking yeah, up? Yeah, he, he really he, he really did have some terrific runs. He had a great three-yard run one time. He got caught in the backfield. Um, it, he's, he's just got a ton of ability. He's really a natural football player. There is nothing he can't do. There's nothing he can't do. He can catch it. He can run it. Uh, he can break the big plays. He can run short yardage. He can run off tackle. He can run you know, around the edge like you saw him on the, on the big play. Uh, yeah, he's, got, he's a terrific draft pick. I mean, you know, he's a terrific guy to add to our football team, and he's doing it. What did you see from Tyler playing with the bum hamstring today? Um, I, he played fantastic. You know, we, we spotted him and you know tried to take care of him throughout the game. He made it through fine. Uh, he, there's the you might miss the extraordinary catch he made on the low ball and it just, it just inches off the ground for a conversion. He made another one in a different situation. Um, he's an incredible player, and he did it again today. It wasn't a lot of years, seven, seven catches for 45 yards, but they were so, so important in, in the situations he made his plays. What, what do you really point to the difference in the defense the last two weeks? We just, we didn't go where, where everybody was saying we were going, you know. We just went where, you know, we had a real clear vision of what we could, could build, and uh, we stayed with it, and we had to tweak some stuff. We had to change some things that we were doing and to fit the people and, uh, and their strengths. The players embraced it, and... Uh, and I don't, there's no looking back now. You know, there's no looking back. We're going to keep going, and we're going to keep getting better, and uh, learn how to play with each other. That's really important. And utilize the scheme and the coaches, and the, and the, and the coaches utilizing the players and their strengths. That's all. That it's, it's blending. And so, um, sorry it wasn't faster. You know, we we tried, but it, it just took a while. Nick Ballor and Phil Haynes, how are they doing? Uh, both those guys were were checked out for concussions. So uh, I don't know what to tell you, but other than that.
they've kept out. Well, there was, let me say this. There was, um, Philip was, was designated to be taken out from upstairs, which was great because we didn't see the hit, but they saw it. You know, we did at the time, we didn't know what they were doing because he, he played another play after that. And I think, I think he played another play. And, uh, that might not be right, but they, they told us, which is that's awesome because they, they brought him out. He did need to be taken out of the game, so that's the system working for you, and it's a great job by the people in the booth. Anything else? Bert, you got any questions, Bert, before you, you choke up there? Yeah, okay. All right, that was Pete Carroll. Seahawks football is brought to you by Virginia Mason Franciscan Health, the Seahawks' official medical services provider. Make a play for your health. Find a doctor and schedule your annual visit today at vmfh.org. Org. All right, when we return, we're going to get the guys in here. We're going to break this game down. That's coming up next on the Seahawks Radio Network. That was one of two of Geno Smith's touchdowns. He was 20 of 27, 210, two touchdowns, one interception. Let's go back to L.A. He's at the podium now. You know, every game is a championship game, and uh, that's what they feel like, man. Like, ebbs and flows in the games, ups and downs. Uh, we get momentum, they get momentum. And I think, you know, what the best teams do is – um, there's mom- moments in the game, defining moments where, you know, you can really go and take control of the game. And I think there in the third quarter, um, there was a spot for us to do that. And just to keep those drives alive, I think we converted a few third downs. Um, that just says a lot about our team and our offense. And uh, we just got to continue to build, um, continue to get better, and, uh, you know, look at those moments and say, hey, this is what we can do, and, and, and set that standard for ourselves. Man, um, our defense is is growing, and um, the more they get confidence and the more plays they make, it uh it just makes for a more well-rounded team. Um, as an offense, we got a long ways to go as well, and as a team, we got to continue to build. But um, as you can see, man, like we're feeding off one another, and uh, that's what the coach talks about when he talks about his team ball, complimentary ball. And uh, that's what it's about. You know, if you want to be a great team, all sides have got to contribute. Knowing how difficult in this league it is to come back from a big deficit like you had a 17-point run there in the first quarter, how good did you feel right after the first quarter when you had such a huge lead? I mean, we felt great, but, uh, you know, one thing Coach always says is that you can't win the game in the first quarter, second quarter. Everyone's seen him say that, third quarter. And so, you know, we weren't thinking the game was over at all. They have an explosive offense. Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. They got great receivers, and they can score in a heartbeat. And so our thought process was to keep our foot on the pedal, you know, continue to play hard uh, until the end of the game. And there was moments throughout the game, I mean, that, that we had chances to just go out there and make plays, and I think guys did that. DK goes down, and then Marquis steps up, two big touchdowns. What does it mean to have a veteran receiver like that that can pick up the slack? Yeah, that's what I talked about last week, man. I think we have guys all around that, um, given the opportunity, uh, can step up and make plays. I myself, you know, received an opportunity, and now I'm getting a chance to go out there and thrive. And so we've got guys all over the all over the team um, who who hasn't ha- may have not gotten an opportunity yet, but when they do get their opportunities, they step up and they make plays. And Marquise is a great player, has been a great player in this league for a long time. World class speed, tremendous hands. He made two great catches, and um, you know we just got to continue to build on that. You know we got other guys who got to step up as well. You can never replace a guy like DK Metcalf. I mean, he's just that special. But we got guys who are going to contribute and uh, try and fill that void. And they probably thought they'd never replace a guy like Russell Wilson, and they, they have, and now you're 4-3. and three. How, how satisfied are you? Man, we got a long ways to go. 
you know, four and three, um, you know, it's okay, but it's not, it's not the greatest. You know, we got a long ways to go and we got to keep building. Um, you know, we got 10 games in the regular season left and each one of them are going to be a championship game. It's, each one of those games are going to matter. And so, um, you know, I'm happy with the win. We're all happy with the win, but, you know, I'm ready for work tomorrow. How important is it for you to be uh, to, to absorb this moment for yourself? I mean, this isn't the moment for myself. I don't really care about it. Uh, it's for the team. You know, the opportunity to, the opportunity to play is all that I'm, all that matters to me. Is to be able to go out there with the guys and compete. You know, uh, as far as any, like I said before, any vindication. I already knew who I was. Um, this isn't you know, f fulfilling me in any way. It's about the team and how we can get better and continue to win each week. And so for me, I just got to continue to work hard and continue to lead and all that other stuff I'm not really focused on. about the Chargers uh, defense, what kind of pressure were they bringing to you guys today? Man, they got great players all over the field and they were playing great. Cal Van um, you know, Khalil Mack, Joseph Day up front. I mean, they got studs all over. Their young linebackers were playing hard. Derwin flying around the field. Uh, you know, prayers up for J.C. Jackson, man. He's a great player. I uh, hope he heals and, and gets better fast. Um, you know, as you can see, Asante made a, a couple great plays on the ball, almost got me a few times. And so they got great players out there, and, and so do we. And so we just got a – it was great competition on both sides, and, uh, you know, it, it was awesome. It was great to go up against those guys. What, what was it like when you guys saw D.K. kind of get carted off and all that? Uh, I actually didn't see it, but when I when I got the news, man, it was just heartbreaking. You know, I know how hard he, he works. I know what he means to this team and to this offense. And, uh, you know, he's one of my good friends as well. And so you hate to see a guy go down like that, especially he was doing so well, having, having a great year, almost a career, a career year. And, uh, you know, it's, it sucks, man. It sucks for our team. It sucks for him. It sucks for our fans. But the reality is, is we got to keep going. And so guys have got to step up, and I, I expect that to happen. Where do you feel like D. Esker does that in, in terms of his readiness to step up if he has to? Yeah, D's ready. Um, he's ready. Uh, he, he just had a baby. I know he's motivated. Um, you know, he's been competing and, uh, you know, he, he's studying his butt off. We're doing extra meetings and uh, we've just been talking. We we're in the locker room talking about, you know, just continuing to get together and continue to talk over the, the game plan and, and, and be on the same page so that when we're out there playing, it's just natural. And uh, he, he makes great plays with the ball in his hands. And so we just got to continue to get it to him. You don't see five, nine wide receivers go up and get the ball like Marquise Goodwin did on that touchdown catch. What, what did you see on that play? Uh, he's a high jumper, you know, one of the best in the world, and uh, he's, he's an elite, you know, receiver. Uh, he was drafted high for a reason. Uh, he's got all the skill set that you look for in a receiver. Obviously, he's not the, the tallest guy, but he's explosive. He can jump. He can run. He can run faster than anybody, and uh, he's got great hands. And so, uh, we just got to continue to get him opportunities to make those plays and, and put him in spots where he can be successful. What's it like watching Ken Walker do this thing these last couple weeks? Man, that dude's special, man. Um, Ken's, Ken's a special player. You can just see the look in his eyes, man. He's focused. And, uh, man, all he needs is a crease. And, you know, he could be gone. And, uh, I mean, that, that what was it, 80-yard run or something like that? Yeah, 74-yard run. I mean, that's amazing, right? Like, just for a guy to, I mean, hit that crease and he was gone. And I'm just sitting there. And, I mean, the best thing I did on that play was toss it to him. And so, uh, you know, having a guy like that who can, who can explode at any minute is, is awesome. Did you have a? This might happen, Gino, but first place in October is that maybe a little more physical? Uh, you we're happy with it. We're happy with it, but uh, we're not done. You know, we got a lot of work to do, and uh, we're not done. It's just the beginning. It's just the, you know, start of the season for us, and we gotta we gotta get this thing rolling. So, um, we're we're extremely excited with where where we're at, but we know we gotta get better and keep keep moving forward. Just another um, notch on the belt to the uh, Blue Downers' run report. 
That was QB1 is what we call that. Moya, <laughs> the starter, Geno Smith. And um, he sounds like he's done this before. He sounds like he's had time to prepare for this moment. And he's playing like he's had time to prepare for this moment. And uh, he's shown to be a good leader. One thing that I saw that I loved out of him today was just the fire. You know what I mean? the the um, In this battle with my boys, this competition, uh, that got me going. I could play for him. I got a player or two in me. Yeah, I think it was when uh, Khalil Mack, there was a, you know, some tussling going on. And it, I haven't seen Geno do that before. I mean, he was looking to their sideline and like, yeah. hey, game on. And then he, he kept it going. But – Look, that that speech, I don't know what's press conference. It, to me, it's, he's become such a special player and and person and leader. Um, there's something about his confidence right now, and and, it, and it's pushing to all the players as well. He completed 74 percent of his passes again today, you guys. I mean, the one thing it's it's really been interesting because. I'm watching a quarterback really run an offense. And, again, no, no knock on anybody else before. It's just, this is different, right, in that we're watching. We don't come up on third down that often. We used to come up on third down a lot. Um, and a lot of times they were second and long situation. We're always in a manageable situation. And every time we think we're in trouble, all he does is make a perfect throw. Uh, you know, DK, I mean, on the one he gets hurt on, should have been a touchdown. I mean, he, he should have came down with that one. So this is real. It ain't going away. Um, we got a good team. He's a huge reason for the success of this team right now. We run for 200 and whatever the number is, 220 and, and throw for 210. And I just think right now they're just putting the whole offense in him. I, I think another thing what's been interesting to me is we're aggressive. I mean, we get the lead. It's not like we're just handing the ball off and dinking and dunking along the way. I mean, he's making difficult throws out there and – Sometimes you go, no, but I, I'm, I, I have complete trust in his decision-making right now, not that it really matters. But it, <laughs> it just uh, listening to him in that press conference just made me go, wow, this is really starting to turn out to be something special. Yeah, his focus is on another level. Yeah. Well, you know, he's just so locked in, and he's not concerned about any outside talk or noise, you know, or, or, or gibberish for that matter, right? He just focused on – getting better every day in this football team, trying to be the best quarterback for this team, trying to be the best leader in person for this team. And guys are really rallying around him. Like, they, they really love and respect him, like the person, Gino. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody they feel like, you know, they can go and, 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 and chop it up with, having conversation with, relatable in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, and so it, it, it's really good to hear Gino just – sounds centered in a lot of ways like he knows who he is he's comfortable with who he is and he doesn't have any doubt in himself he knows that he's prepared he knows the work that he's put in to this moment to be where he is right now uh and that's why you see him flourishing like a beautiful sunflower <laughs> oh, turbo. <laughs> is my favorite you. flower that just yeah. woke me up turbo i like that <laughs> that's deep brother that is deep but what i see from gino man i see I see a competitor, right? Gino is doing all 
the right things. And just like you said, Paul, as far as the press conference, that's off the field stuff. And that is right. He's saying all the perfect things and it's coming from the heart because he sees the opportunity and he's um, seizing the opportunity. He's a starting quarterback now and he's making it happen. And on the field, man, he's taking care of business and the team is rallying around Geno. There was a lot of doubt about this team coming into this season. Geno has stepped up, so everybody else is like feeding off that energy. If Geno can do it and everybody been talking down to him, if we're just going to be honest, right? Um, yes, there was a quarterback competition, but people outside of Geno and the team didn't really so much believe in Geno. So Geno has taken that to heart, and he's making the best at opportunity. We'll get you yeah. get you in on this this next round. Our quarterback review is brought to you by Verizon, official 5G network of the Seattle Seahawks. Let's go back to L.A. Marquise Goodwin's at the podium. First of all, I want to give all honors to God for the opportunity to be here. Um, on the second touchdown, I just remember Geno throwing the perfect ball, perfect call, perfect timing for everything. So, um, shouts out to everybody for being perfect. <laughs> Marquise, could you sense on that play or – did you hear J.C. with the knee injury? J.C.? Yeah, Jackson. Oh, no, I, I wasn't worried about the other team, honestly. Um, I hope he's better. I hope he gets better and gets healthy. Um, I wasn't aware of his injury. How do you feel about your chemistry with Gino? Obviously, your first year playing with him now, and then you have this breakout game, especially with D.K. going down having to step up. I think the chemistry is, is pretty good. Um, obviously, getting more reps with him. Uh, the past couple weeks, you know, having certain injuries, um, just battling through a lot. But, you know, just got more room to grow, more room to get better. Is, is he, uh, what did you think before you played with him and now, I mean, is he better than you thought, as good as you thought he might be? I've always thought the world of Geno. I played against him in college. We the same year, got drafted the same year. It's both our 10th year. Um, he been a baller. I don't know what the media be talking about. He liked that, so in my eyes, always have been. So I'm glad that I get to catch passes from him. Have you been doing the backflip thing in, before this year? I mean, the, the Usually younger guys do, but I got a different role on the team now, so I got a little more energy to hit some backflips at the end of the game on the win. <laughs> Your offense came out rolling at 17 first quarter points. Knowing how hard it is for a team to come up, you know, to make up that deficit, how, how good did you feel about the way things were going early in the game? Um... It is what it is in the, in the early in the game. You can't really focus on how things are going because it's not about how you start. It's all about the finish, who scores the most points at the end of the game. So not really focused on that. What was it like for you? You kind of, I think, arrived late in the spring having to learn a new offense. What was that like for you? It's crazy, man, trying to learn a new language. Basically, I've been in the scheme before, uh, being in San Fran and Chicago. Um, obviously ran a little different, but um, just learning the language and, you know, just learning your position and playing your role, that's been the biggest thing for me. And um, it's really pushed me to become, I think, a better player in a sense because it's so much learning. When you get to my age and you get to being 32 in the league, some people can get complacent and comfortable, but if you're learning and constantly learning and pushing yourself, then I have nothing but room to grow because I'm always learning, so I'm thankful. Ken Walker apparently hit, I think, 22 miles an hour, 22 point something miles an hour on his touchdown run. As a fast guy yourself, what does that number mean to you? Man, it means a lot, man. That's my little brother. I love Ken. 
I'm so happy for his success. I feel like I scored. I feel like it's my success, you know, so um, I'm just grateful to be his teammate. Hopefully I can pour into him as well as he pour into me and continue to build and just get better. Marquise, can you talk about the way your team was able to respond after the Chargers scored 14 straight points, particularly the offense, how you guys were able to respond? Just got to be poised. You can't really worry about what's going on the other side. Just got to focus on us, focus on our huddle and our circle. And uh, I think we did a really good job at that today, not looking at the scoreboard, just playing one play at a time. And obviously we came came through with the victory. Did you feel like the game like this was coming for you, given the right opportunities? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just waiting for opportunity, as well as any of the other guys on the team. We're all a really well-prepared team from top to bottom, so it's not a whole lot of drop-off. So as you can see, we can get it done with any guy. And I'm just glad that I got to be one of the guys today to help the team. So some might be somebody else next week and somebody else the week after that. But as long as we keep winning, it don't matter who it is. Thank you. All right, that was Marquise Goodwin. Four receptions, 67 yards, and two touchdowns. We were trying to get these guys back into the mix. You want to see Blue Thunder and the Seahawks dancers perform up close or catch us live in person? Then American Family Insurance Touchdown City at the Illuminate Event Center should be a part of your game day routine. Open three hours before kickoff, so bring the family and experience the excitement. All right, lots more analysis from these guys when we get next. That's next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Ryan Neal had himself a day, four passes defended, also had seven tackles and an interception. I just got this um, this stat from Ken Walker here, B. Ken Walker III reached a top speed of 22.09 miles per hour on a 74-yard touchdown. That's the fastest max speed by a ball carrier this season per next-gen stats. It didn't even look like he was moving that fast. Like He was moving fast, but I didn't think that he hit 22 Oh nine on that thing. I'm actually shocked by that. That's incredible. I mean, he that looks smooth getting out on that edge, and uh, wow. What's the what's the fastest before that? Woolen? Uh, did he? Uh, Woolen, yeah, I think I think T. Wool had the fastest one. I, yeah, I think he did. I think so. He was up there, but man, that's just that's just impressive. Um, I, I want to. Can I take it back to Gino real quick? Take we were talking back. about it earlier, but yep. the one thing that I, I wanted to say is so impressive about him is his poise in the pocket. And we haven't had that in a while here, but the way he stands there, and and it's not even about the plays that he's been making, but it's about the plays he hasn't been making. Sometimes he, he's just conceding a sack. You know, when when that pocket collapses on him, he's not doing anything, and he's tucking it away, and he's not making that terrible mistake, right? And but he's just standing back there like the best of them. I mean, he outplayed Herbert today, and Herbert's a top three quarterback in many people's eyes, and and it's just really really fun to watch him uh, develop. And he, he he's a savvy vet, but we are watching him develop before our eyes. Yeah, um, your your thoughts on? No, I, I I agree. I mean, you start looking at the consistency of him. I mean, he came into the game today. His quarterback rating was 108. I think today it was 105. He was completing 73% of his passes. He completed 74. Um, you look at yards per attempt, he was third or fourth in the league at eight. Uh, he was 10 today, so that's going to move up again. So we're now seven games in, in through the season. We're not quite halfway there. But, you know, the, the sample size is big enough. I mean, he doesn't – I said last week wasn't his best game. And I said that's not a negative. It wasn't his best game, but it was still good enough for us to win. He missed on a couple throws. He didn't really miss on any throws today. A um, couple of the guys could have helped him a little more. You know, he could have he, he had a spectacular game, but he's a guy that doesn't need to throw it 40 times. You know, he's really efficient throwing it. He threw it 27 times today. And 
Look, the accolades are are real with him. He's, you know, he'll be, I don't know, most improved player. I mean, he's going to get a lot of awards right now. He'll be a pro bowler the way he's going as well. Um, That one interception today, to me, it really, that wasn't his fault, you know, and so he gets two touchdowns. One, he still has, again, a QB rating of 105. So, but I, I, you know, I, this, I think why the story's so good is most people quit on themselves, you know, and franchises will quit on somebody. I mean, it's his 10th year in the league. Everybody kept looking at him this first two years. And there's just this humility and belief. And, you know, he was talking about, I don't know if it was being paid or whatever. He goes, look, I'm good. You know, I, I'm, I'm focused on other things right now. And, and those things will take care of himself. I, again, I just, when you've got a team of 53 guys at plus, you know what leadership is. You have to have it. And, man, I tell you what, I think he's one of the best leaders I've seen. Yeah, Gino had himself a day. This man had himself a day as well. Ryan Neal had seven tackles, four passes, defended, and an interception. He's standing by at the podium now. Growth. I mean, that's just all it is. Uh, you know, we already talked about it, especially uh, the game before Arizona. It was just, you know, it's time to tighten up. It's time to just have better chemistry and it's time to just work together. You know what I mean? And we took some steps in. You know, having extra meetings outside, you know, what we do normally with the players only and just seeing how we see stuff. And um, it always works better that way when you do that because then you get to hear each other, you know, kind of speak on plays and concepts and stuff like that. And, you know, just being able to <clears throat> get some stuff corrected throughout the week. And, you know, it's finally coming together. And I think we just, we're growing. We're taking steps. We're making strides. And the only thing I could think of is just let's just get back and do it again. Let's just keep doing it and keep attacking. Can you tell us more about that players-only meeting and who called that, what was said? Yeah, no, it's just, we've been, when I first got to Seattle in 19, we used to do it all the time. Um, I think it was maybe on Fridays or something like that, but Bobby and KJ and them, uh, B-Mac at the time, would call up the defense and we would go through a couple plays and just talk and just, you know, talk things out how we see it and stuff like that so we can just be even, you know, better on game day. So, uh, you know, we just started doing stuff like that again. Um, you know, just meeting with each other and just getting an understanding, you know what I mean? So we can, we just know how stuff works and just building that chemistry. Uh, you know, Quandre Diggs, Jordan Brooks, a big Al, all the old, all the OGs for sure. Of course, Jordan Brooks, he's a Mike backer, you know what I mean? And then guys like me, you know, just wanted to get the stuff right, you know what I mean? Everybody's just kind of on one accord with it. So it's just, you know, it's a team thing. You stood up there in New Orleans and basically said, like, you know, this isn't good enough, it's not the standard. How much you think there's just pride at stake too for you guys? I mean, it's, it's always beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to see stuff come together and just us executing like how we're supposed to. And, I mean, you always got to give a, a hand out to the young guys. You know what I mean? These young dudes, these young rooks we got, these young pups on our team, they are some ball players. And the thing is they're willing to listen, they're willing to learn, and they keep attacking it every single day. No one's getting a big head or, you know, feeling like they're much of anything. It's just, no, let's just keep doing this thing. Let's keep on grinding it out because it's a long season it's only week seven we got you know we got a long march to go so we all got a, a basic understanding that hey this is a, a week a weekly thing you know what i mean it ain't about what you did you know today is what you have what have you done for me lately you know what i'm saying so we're just looking forward to just getting back to it you know you know the hype you hear the hype about justin herbert how good a quarterback he is how do you feel your team defended <clears throat> against him you no know, any anybody you play you treat him like a championship opponent don't matter who it is don't matter the record it doesn't matter you know what i mean everybody in the league can ball and they can play and justin herbert is a good quarterback and he makes those throws you've seen it time and time again down the field extending plays so it ain't nothing. It's just you approach every single game like it's a championship game. This quarterback is the quarterback. You know what I mean? And we got to play him as such. So that's just how we approached it. How much better does it feel thinking about how much improvement you guys have made in situational football? Like getting that four and out mm-hmm. on the first drive and then yeah. uh, a couple other times later in the game, getting you had five straight punts that you forced. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's what you do it for. You know what I mean? Third down is money down. 
Um, you already know this team was a team that liked to go forward on four. So we already knew during the week we were going to have to play four down football. That's just what it was. And, you know, like I said, when guys understand the game, <clears throat> you go into it, we're playing all four downs. We're looking forward to a four down. You know what I mean? We're looking forward to, you know, them trying to go for it. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, we got on third down. We're running, oh, we got to go back. It's not that. You know what I mean? So just it's always good to win those money down situations. Those make the game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you play first and second, but third down and four down is always crucial. You know, get an offense the ball back and let's keep this thing rolling. Can you you see the receiver stop? Was it he was in different coverage? Um, no, I mean, I just I checked the release of him, and then I got my eyes back to the quarterback and kept getting depth in my drop, kept squeezing to the hash, and, you know, he was looking down the middle of the field. So I'm just, you know, playing out the quarterback, and as soon as he pulled the pin, I just made a break on the ball. Ryan, um, Pete wasn't exactly sure how severe DK's injury was. They're still going to look at him. If there's one asterisk to this game, it might be just how he's doing it. How much is the team about that right now? I mean, we all thinking about it. I mean, I came in at halftime. I'm just like, yo, you know what I mean? Like, but he was in good spirits. And the cool thing was, I asked him, how you doing? He was like, I'm all right. You know what I mean? That was just the answer he gave me. He was smiling. So I'm like, you know, that's a good sign for anybody. You know what I mean? And we hate to, you know, even today, I mean, you just, you look at him and guys were just getting hurt left and right. I think JC Jackson had a freaking crazy injury. Mike Williams, DK, I mean, we can get into conversations about turf and grass. I mean, that's just a whole nother conversation. But, you know, you hate seeing stuff like that anytime. You know what I mean? It's not even off of people hitting somebody. It's the freaking surface. You know what I mean? So it sucks to have that happen. But, you know, DK's in good spirits. He had a smile on his face. So I think we're going to be all right. Is it more frustrating when injuries like that are non-contact? Yeah, it's way more frustrating because it's just like, dude, like, you know, it happens every year. You see just big-time players just – making a break on like even just planning and breaking but for some reason you play on surfaces like surfaces there's just no give whatever you put in the ground you're getting it right back and uh you know things like that happen and it's just it's unfortunate but you know we, you hate to see it like that um for anybody on either team you know what i mean it's always a, it, it sucks like every, every time as you said it's still early in the season but that's the first place in right now it, it feel good it feel great you know what i mean it feel really good because i mean let's just be honest didn't nobody think we was gonna be shit. you know what i mean and it's just it feels good to come out here and just and show people that no, we're we, we're something to play with. You know, you got to play. It's like this is not just a rollover game. And but like I said, it's only week seven. We got a long way to go, so we got to get back to work and let's just keep rolling. The meetings you were talking about, did that all start kind of after the Detroit game, or when do you guys? Um, I would say more so after the Saints game, <clears throat> and because uh, I mean it was back to back. You know what I mean? It's like okay, no, this is out of control. You know what I'm saying? Like we can't we can't have that. And like I mentioned a lot. Um, especially in 2020 when we played the Bills, it was the same thing. It was just like, no, nah, we can't, like, we can't have that. And we already know, like, you give up that many points, you're not going to win a lot of football games. And that's just the end of the story. And when you're out there on defense, it's just you on the film. So make it happen, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, definitely picked up after the New Orleans game. How tough is a guy that can't walk attack? You said who now? Shoot, hey, I don't got to tackle him, so you ask everybody else that. I'm glad I don't got to tackle that kid because that boy is special. Like I said, this whole rookie class is special, and K-9 is just is, he's finding his footing. And, you know, it's just one of those things. Hey, keep it going, kid, because we're going to need you for the long haul. Sideline reaction, like, when he went running by you guys. <laughs> I mean, we were just like, oh, God, there he goes again. Like, it's just like, it's just you love seeing it, man. Like, it just it felt good. It was like a relief, you know what I mean? You just see him bursting and just going. It's, he's done it more than once. It was just like, you know, he has that in him. And uh, he, he's a special kid, man. Special kid, and I just look forward to seeing how many more plays he's gonna make. Anything else, guys? Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, Appreciate it. That was Ryan Neal. He had himself a game. Salute to Service Gear has officially arrived at the Seahawks Pro Shop. Check out our brand new limited release jerseys, hoodies, hats, honoring our service men and women. Shop now at Seahawks.com or visit the Written Landing and Lumenfield locations. When we return, we'll hear from Ken Walker. He will be at the podium. That is next to Seahawks Get It Done 37 23.
The Call of the Game is brought to you by Beacon Plumbing. Stop freaking call Beacon. Let's go back to L.A. Ken Walker is at the podium. Can you just uh, take us through your 74-year touchdown run? Yeah, you know, so uh, that was a toss. And that's, you know, we tried to get to the outside. And I saw um, tight ends had a great double team on the outside. And the line blocked who they were supposed to block. Um, they had a much easier, made it easier for me, you know, to get around the edge. And then after that, we had another receiver uh, blocking downfield in it. Just wide open, so I, you know I just ran. You were apparently clocked at 22 miles an hour and change, which was uh, the fastest by any ball carrier this season in the NFL. How does that sound? That's crazy. Uh, Chat, I think Chad told me after the game, but I didn't uh, believe him. So I had to see it. I'll have to see that before you know I get too excited. With this jump cuts that are putting defenders in the way, is that you did it at Michigan State? But did you think it would translate this readily into the NFL? Um, you know, I practice it. We practice it all the time, uh, you know, at practice. So, you know, just trusting it. Um, and, you know, we talk about setting up our blocks a lot of the times, you know, when Chad coaches. So, you know, just bringing that into the game. And, you know, we prepare on that uh, at practice. So it makes it easier in the game. Marquise was in here talking, said, you know, he was a little brother. How proud of you? What's his kind of mentorship? I yeah. Mean, he played in positions, which is the mm-hmm. best guy. Yeah, it's, it, it's great to have a guy like Marquise, you know, uh, a veteran, you know, I believe. Been in the year, uh, the league for ten years, but like he's always wanted to see the young guys do great. But not even just the young guys; he's always always trying to see everybody do great. You know, he's always giving us tips. You know, stuff to buy for you, like off the field, and he's always there for uh, for uh, everyone. And me, like me personally, is it's great to have someone like that. You know, I can hit him up whenever, and he's always there with an answer and uh, always willing to help. And he's a, he's just a great guy in general. Oh, the whole season, you know, that's uh, that's my guy, you know, like a big brother, like I said before, and uh, he's he's another guy, another veteran that always wanted to see me do great. Uh, even when I got drafted, he reached out to me, and uh, yeah, we made our, got a bond since then. Reach you up more than 10 minutes of clock in the third quarter. How much do you think that impacts the defense in the fourth quarter when they got to deal with your speed and they've been on the field that much in the second half? Yeah, I think I think that makes it hard on the defense. You know, you can tire them out as well. You know, uh, I didn't even realize that until you know Coach P talked to us after after the game, and I feel like that's crazy. And it shows like uh, we have a we have a powerful offense. What's it like to have such a huge game so early in your career? Um, it's a blessing, you know. But uh, also, you know, we go back and watch film, and uh, you know, it's a lot of mistakes I did make. It was a lot of uh, rounds that I could have did better on. So um, it's great, though. You know, our O-line, I always give them credit. They did a great job. And uh, like I always say, they made my job a lot easier. What is it like to run in the open field like that where nothing in front of you except the end zone? Oh, it's, it's a great feeling, you know, because it's rare. Like, it doesn't really happen much uh, in football. So, like, when you get the opportunity, you got to make the best of it. Yeah, I feel like we're just coming together. We're showing everybody we're coming together, and, you know, we're working. Um, you know, like I always say, we go back and watch film and, you know, prepare for the for the next week. And I feel like we're just going to continue to grind and continue to get better. As a rookie, you hoped you'd make a big impact. Did you think it would be like this? Like, did you think you had this kind of game and you're so soon? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, you always you always dream for moments like this, but... Um, 
you know, I got a lot of guys around me that makes it easier for me, like uh, the vets that talked to me and encouraged me to, uh, you know, one and two yards are good. And then, you know, they always encouraged me to keep my head up and stay focused. So it's great to have guys like that around me. What did you think of DJ on that last drive finishing that? He did a great job. You know, um, he, he got tackled like you would think he was going to get tackled in the backfield, but he still made some happen and got the first down. And that was pretty much the winning run that uh, finished the game off. Uh, I don't feel like it's pressure, you know, you know, this is a game, you know, you know, things like that, it, it can happen. And, uh, you know, we prepare for that as well. And uh, I, I wouldn't say it's pressure, but I never want to see any of my brothers go down. Anything else? Thank you. Thank you. That was Ken Walker. Here's another stat for you. Walker's 74-yard touchdown run was the eighth longest in franchise history. So let's turn to our local running back here. Break down his game. What are you seeing? What do you like? What should he improve on? Early in the season, I thought one of the things that he needed to work on was his pace, particularly to the line of scrimmage, like from the snap of the ball to the line of scrimmage. And I think that's probably what he still needs to work on right now, one of the th- one of the phases of his game, but it's gotten a lot better. He's finding it. He's getting comfortable with his pace reading the hole, you see him being patient. I thought early on you saw a lot of impatience. Like he wanted to get the ball, he wanted to go right now. Now he's kind of taking his time to let things develop in front of him. Let me see what's going on, right? Allowing things, allowing the game to come to him instead of trying to force things, right? And yeah, I think that's complementary of being on the field on a consistent basis. When you're unsure, you know, when you're when you're in and out and it's spotty, it's like, man, I, you know, how often are these opportunities going to come? I, you know, I'm going to get the body to go right now. Now he's in a position where, you know what, I can let the game develop how it's going to develop naturally. And that's why you see some of those big runs happening. Everything is coming to him. He's not forcing anything. And, yeah, yeah, he'll get a, a, a minus two at times because maybe he should have hit it and got one or two and he was a little too patient. But that's what I'm talking about. He's still discovering what that pace is. He's still developing and learning like, yo, it's okay to get a yard instead of a minus two. You know, it's okay to put my head down for two yards, right, instead of searching and finding and trying to break that big run because it's not going to be there every time. These guys are really good in the NFL. And so if if there's one thing I can point to where he can improve on, it's that. But what he's doing great right now is his patience is really developed and he's really finding his game right now. 23 for 168 and two touchdowns. Let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks radio network. Seattle Seahawks station. Cairo. Cairo radio. A conversation. Breaking news direct from the sidelines. And where the 12s hear the Seahawks. KIRO FM Tacoma, Seattle. I see a player like Ken Walker, and I think about being a DB in space and figuring out how to attack him. Because he's strong enough to run through you, he's quick enough to run by you, and he will snatch those ankles if he has an opportunity to. Um, how do you attack him? Just run through the hip, Moyer? <laughs> that easy, right? No, I look. He, we haven't had a back like him, uh, and I where I can remember. I mean, the, the jump cuts and in him, it's it's really hard to tackle a guy that will back away from you. 
you know, because I'm going to a spot. You know, I'm thinking he's he's going to come to me, and all of a sudden he he literally stops. And there's you got to keep your feet moving and run through him. He, he's tough because his speed, as you mentioned, you know, 22 miles an hour. It doesn't even look like he's going that fast. It's really an easy 22 miles an hour. If you watch that run, there's guys who had angles on him who can flat out run, and they still couldn't touch him. I mean, even touch him. So. You know, as, as Turbo said, you know, the only thing is, like, he, it, there's times I'm like, hey, he's looking for the big play a bunch. But I think, you know, they'll do the statistics on that where you go, I can live with that, you know, because he will make that home run hit. Maybe I can live with second 12. You know me, I don't like second 12. I hear you. <laughs> I, I, I'd rather have second and eight. But I think he's so dynamic that you're going to have to live with some of that. And he's going to get better at it. He knows how to set up. You know, the line will figure it out. Hey, we, we now kind of know where maybe where to screen. Again, I didn't play offense. I'm just watching it. Really special guy. I would not want to have to try and deal with tackling him all the time. When he had the 74-yard run and, and he decided to bounce that outside that initial block we all saw, you know, kind of in the backfield, you know, I thought, yeah, all right, a couple yards. You know, defense will pursue it. have a good angle, and, you know, push him out of bounds, two, three yards. And he got the edge and he went, and I was blown away by that. To have a guy – that can turn something that, you know, another running back might, you know, gain five yards on and turn it into a home run ball like that was just um, incredible. And you hope you hope there's much more to that highlight reel. Did they have miles per hour when you were running? They did not. Well, later on in my career they did. Did they? Yeah, like uh, they started doing it like year three or four, you know. I wish they could give me um... – a better example of what it means. You hear like, well, 22 miles an hour. I go, well, it seems fast. Yeah. But I don't know what that means. I mean, is the, is fast 19 miles an hour and super fast is above 21? Um, I kind of get it, but mm-hmm. I would like, you know, with a 40, we hear a guy runs a 4-2, we go, oh, I know what that means. Right. And so hopefully they give us a better example of well, what that means, the Moyer, moment. Just know that that was the fastest anybody has ran with the ball in their hands this year. I just don't know. Is that a 4-1? <laughs> you know right, you know what I'm saying? I need, I need to put yeah. a bump. What yeah. does it mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it, I know he's fast. He ran a four, uh, what, four three eight, right? That's what we I looked up. So. Four three eight out. Yeah. So I would love to know what his top speed during that four three eight was and how ah, that is translating to the field with pads. Yeah. Science, science. We, we're doing science over here, uh, True. What, That's what over are your my thoughts head, on, brother? That's <laughs> over my head. That's over my head. But what I think um, about Mr. Walker, um, I like what he's doing. I'm gonna piggyback off what Turbo said about the um, the patience and what he's doing. I think that he's gonna develop into a change of pace guy, um, fast to you know patient and all that kind of stuff. They reference uh, Le'Veon Bell during the game, and I kind of like that comparison. Okay, patience, patience, and now go. I think that's going to be a sweet spot for him because nobody can catch him. Like you said, he ran the fastest time, uh, of course, on the field. But he's growing into a very patient runner, and his old line is going to love him for that. And he's going to have many more games like this. And he's strong, man. Like, well, we see guys make moves. I see guys make some cuts, and they're like finesse type of cuts, right? I see him make a cut, man, and that – that quad is loading up and then right. pushing off of that thing, you know, and I, he's breaking tackles as he makes those cuts. I try to I try to think about a, a running back to compare him to, and I can't really I can't really find it right now. Well, and he's, a, he's, a, he's a threat to go the distance at any time. I mean, he's not turbo strong, but he is strong. Well, not many hey, are. He, no. Listen, his best run of the day was the uh, – I, I don't know if it was first or second down or whatever down it was, but, you know, he got hit at, for a game of three. And that gain of three turned into a gain of 13. I mean, he was just kept his feet moving and just 
you know, driving guys, you know, Marshawn-esque. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, he's do that a lot. You know what I mean? So he, he might be stronger <laughs> than me, uh, Paul. And it's good to see him be able to uh, have those kinds of runs, especially at this age, because those are the game-changing type, type of runs. Those are the game-changing type of runs. Those are the type of runs where you're looking around like, you know, you, you start to really start to Debo the defense in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Like, man, yeah. you're, you're really, like, taking their will now because they just can't stop you. All right. We love some Ken Walker right now. We can all agree. <laughs> K-9. All right, the holidays are approaching, and now's the time to plan your holiday get-together. Reserve a Seahawks suite for your next game day to unlock exclusive benefits and experience Lumen Field on the next level. Explore your options now on our new website just for suites. Visit suites.com. Visit suites.seahawks.com today. All right, when we return, we got Al Woods with Jim Miller. That is next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Seahawks defense made some plays today, and you know who else made some plays? Al Woods. He's standing by with Jim Miller now. Al, coming into this game, Justin Herbert was sacked among the fewest times in the NFL. You guys get to him three times today. What made that possible? Uh, just working together, um, having a plan, um, guys not being selfish, um, guys just trying to get to a common goal to get one to guy there, and it worked out. We didn't see you on the field last week, but we know that some things on the front changed last week. How much of that also came into play today? Uh, I mean, a lot. You know, they they trusting us up front. They turn us loose. Uh, we don't have to sit up there and catch box all the time. You know, so it's, it's a beautiful thing when they cut us loose. How did you get to Herbert on your sack? Uh, me, I was taking on the double team and I'll just move the center out of the way and just stuck my arm out there and hope for the best. So let me get this straight. You're being double teamed and you tackled him. You sacked him with one arm. Did, did I get that right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> You're just so casual about that. Look, you guys were harassing him all day long. DT gets uh, forced fumble and a sack. Ryan Neal with the interception. Could you tell that he was getting flustered as the game went on? Nah, he got a real good poker face. Like, even when we was hitting him and talking to him, he didn't say a word. He just was, like, running back to the ball, getting his, you know, getting the play to the to his offense and, and getting ready to move on. So kudos to him because he know how to turn the page real quick. Run game has been one of their strengths, especially with Eckler. What was the point of emphasis in the conversation coming into today? Uh, stop the run. You know how it is. Uh, that's that's preached every week. And uh, the fact that we, we starting to come together as a defense and, and starting to trust on each other and lean on each other is, is becoming awesome. Do you know how many rushing yards they had today? No, I don't. I don't I don't know. I just we just know they couldn't run the damn ball. That's all. <laughs> It was 53 rushing. Nice. Not bad. Not bad for a day. You know what I mean? So that's cool. We're going to have a fun plane ride home and get ready for who we got next next week. Well, and so that's kind of it, right? What do you like most about this defense after these two games going into next week? Uh, I can say we, we, we're going to be real aggressive. We're going to be hungry. Um, guys, you know, going to be what they're supposed to be. So that's that's a big thing nowadays. And, and guys are really starting to settle down and, and just do, doing their job, you know, just doing what they're supposed to do. And that's what's making it so special right now. Yeah, certainly fun to watch as we get that back to you, Bob. Thank you, Jen. That was Al Woods. He got his paws on a man out there, man. He's uh, He is true. I want to say he's one of your favorite players just because of how he helps that back end. And he definitely did that today. Absolutely. I always say that a, the best coverage is a sack or um, pressure, right? You get right up in the quarterback's face because, to be honest, there is no coverage for a, a perfect pass, right? So, um, yeah, the big boys up front, 
do their thing. It's mirrored with the linebackers and they drops. And, of course, the coverage. And you got a good recipe there, man, to um, – it keep the numbers down on defense, and that's what the defense did today, man. There was a couple plays in there, but overall, they played very well. 53 yards rushing, and they got to the quarterback three times. Before today, Justin Herbert had only been sacked seven times. So we're, we're seeing some improvement, and it always starts with the big boys up front. Same thing with Geno. They protect him up front, that offensive line, and the defensive line um, puts some pressure on those quarterbacks and, and helps that back in there. I mean, oh, go ahead. I, I, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, was just, I, I was just seeing anybody else is going to jump yeah. in. No, I, listen, uh, I, th- I thought, you know, I thought Al said something, you know, very key. Um, he said, you know, we're working together, right? And, you know, early in the season, it just kind of felt like this one guy was doing this thing and the other guy was doing one thing and they just weren't on the same page a lot of the time. And, that's where the big run started to come in and the lack of putting pressure on the quarterback, you know. And uh, the guy who's really been the most consistent is, you know, Uchenna Nuosu. I mean, again, you know, putting pressure on Justin Herbert constantly in the backfield, um, you know, playing like he's really commanding this defensive line, especially on the edges right now. Uh, and so you're seeing this improvement because guys are communicating, right, and they're, and they're playing – you know, with one another. They're in sync with one another, right? That communication is there. Early in the season, communication wasn't there. Ryan Neal alluded to it in his press, in his post-game press conference, well, post-game interview, I should call it, earlier, right? When he talked about, man, we're having meetings without the coaches. We're getting together without the coaches. We're talking about things. We're doing walkthroughs together without the coaches. That only breeds for success, better communication, and being on one accord, and you're seeing the effects of it in the last couple football games. Yeah, I think the uh, one big one, too, look, the, the big plays are slowly going away. Yeah, matter of fact, today, if you go and look at their top 10 biggest plays, about three weeks ago, there was 320 yards. Uh, the team we played, you know, we were giving up 50-yard runs, 60-yard pass plays. So today, I think their longest play was 24 yards. So when even when something in the running game's popping – it's, we're shutting it down. It becomes a six-yard run. I, mean, I can live. We can live to play another day there. We're definitely getting some play now from our nose. I mean, the guards are again. This two weeks in a row, you're not you're not seeing them release quick. Now, San, San, I did it. L.A. Chargers, man, they're just not committed to the run. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how much they're throwing the football. So that that helps too. Certainly, getting a lead the last couple of weeks, making teams again one-dimensional. We'll find out next week. You know, they're bringing in. You know, Barkley and, and the Giants probably like to run the football. We'll know more about them later. And that, that's going to be a good test because they're 5-1. and one. You're not 5-1 and one by accident, even though they may not be as good as their 5-1 and one record. Yeah. You're not 5-1 and one by accident. Moyer, they are 6-1. and one. That's six what I eight. meant, 6-1. Six and, six and, six one. and one. Yeah, they got It's even better than 5-1, and one, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm shocked. I know we'll get to it later, but I'm shocked. All right, let's go back down to L.A. Jim Miller standing by with – Tyler Lockett. Tyler, was there ever any question that you were going to play in today's game? Uh, I think it was an 85% chance that I was going to play. I mean, the only way I didn't play is if I didn't run good yesterday. So clearly you must have done that. We see you with the most catches of any wide receiver, but it's Marquise Goodwin who finds the end zone. What has he brought to the team? 
man, he's an electrifying player. Um, I mean, you seen it when he was out there, man. Those two touchdowns was real beautiful. The second one, I hope somebody took a picture and could frame it because that, that was nice. I had one of the best angles just to be able to see it. But, man, that was just big time. And, I mean, it, the biggest thing, man, is, like, when you get your name called, being able to answer the call. And it just shows how much trust that Geno has in every receiver out there, knowing that each and every person can be able to make plays. And I felt like on one of his touchdowns, we saw that leaping ability. The other was a little bit of you with some toe tapping. I think it's body control when you have that much experience, just knowing how to kind of use that correctly. Yeah, I mean, but that's the biggest thing, like, and it all goes back to practice, the way that we practice, the way that we talk about it. I mean, they had great chemistry, and I'm talking about Keith and Gino, just in Gino knowing exactly where to put the ball, going into this game, knowing how to take advantage, the way that the DBs played, like, and everything came together. And those are two touchdowns that helped us win this game. Kenneth Walker has a couple of touchdowns. That 74-yard run is a beauty, but how have you seen him improve from week to week? Man, that kid is unbelievable, man. Like. He he's uh, he's a star in the making. Uh, the way that he the way that he gets better each and every week. I mean, you could just be able to tell the more and more opportunities he gets, the more comfortable he gets, and the more electrifying you're able to see. Like this is exactly why we drafted him. We knew what he could be able to do, and I think everybody on the team is excited that he he's with us. Couple more questions. The loss of DK is certainly tough. What was the conversation among the wide receivers after he left? Uh, I mean, you know the biggest thing. Um, we didn't have a good practice one of the days, and Sanjay brought us in as a receiving core and was just telling us, making sure there's no drop-off. And I think we were able to see that, just being able to go in and play today. There was no drop-offs in, in the receiving core. Everybody's able to learn so much, especially from DK, to where when we go out there, I mean, it can still look the same. You still got receivers making plays. You still got receivers making um, first downs and, and being able to help us out, especially in the blocking game. And so it's, it's a team effort for sure. Lastly, what gives you confidence that this is another building block heading into next week? Hey, I mean, the thing that gives us confidence is we're just learning each and every game, win or lose, how can we get better, how can we be able to improve, and how can we make these, um, these bricks that we're building on this foundation healthier and healthier. I think the biggest thing is we're starting to believe in each other, we're starting to trust each other, and everybody's on board. The coaches are on board, the players are on board, and it's a beautiful thing when everybody's on the same page. Also a beautiful thing, Michael Bumpus, when the Seahawks never trail in this one as we get that back to you. Yes, it is. And you know what, uh, B? P. Carroll said something during his uh, his post game. He said, yeah, Tyler had seven for 45. The numbers aren't going to wow you, but it was the – the type of catches he made, the clutch catches he made, he still had an impact on this game. Yeah, he's. There was one catch he had that was down, um, you know, on a drive, and it was third down, and he ran a little out and in, and and, and Gino kind of threw it behind him, and he, he had to slide back, and he caught it off his back shoulder, and for a first down on the third down, and it's little things like that. It might have been a five six yard gain, but it keeps the chains moving, keeps the drive alive, and another one, a little double move on the on the sideline that comes to my head that. You know, Tyler set up the, the defender and broke out of the route, and Gino threw a great ball, moved the sticks, you know, maybe a 15-yard pass. And, you know, he wasn't asked to make the huge play today, but he was asked to make the important ones, and, and he sure did. Yeah, you know, my favorite one was, I believe it was third and 11, and he and he ran like a slant route, inside-breaking route, and he had to kind of extend. And this was after they called the false start on our center, Blythe. 
And you know, and Gina, and, you know, Gina was fired up, and Coach <laughs> Coach Carroll had to. T- what do you say? What do you say, Bubby? He's he like, "Be cool" or something like that. Yeah, I got, got this. It, I got, I got, it. It. Yeah. Right, I got yeah. it. Right, right. <laughs> Coach Carroll had to step in, like, "Let me talk to the ref. I got it." And it 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 changed the the game. Like the atmosphere changed slightly after that. You know, for our team, offensively and defensively, special teams included, uh, we were fired up. You know, that very next play, boom, Tyler Tyler Light comes on the slant, extends, gets the first down, and he's boom. You know, he's doing his first down signal. I mean, he was fired up. Geno Smith has some choice words, you know, after that <laughs> conversion. You know what I mean? And the whole team just kind of, like, electrified, you know, after that. And so, yeah, you know, it won't 45 yards won't wow you, uh, but it, it was the type of 45 that's really the wow factor in that scenario. I remember that that play where there was that skirmish where Cleo Mack got in it, and I'm like, man, don't make him mad. You know, he we've kept him quiet. I don't want to make him mad. All it did was make us mad, yeah. and it made me think, wow, we're fighters. This is a special team, man. So, um, and you know what? I'm gonna comment on that one play, that, that third down play you were saying where Gino threw it behind him. It was actually a perfect throw by Gino. He couldn't lead him because there was a guy right there, and so. Tyler kind of played off. I don't know if Tyler expected it to be thrown behind him, but he, there's no way he could have led him anywhere where, he, but throw it right there. And then Tyler comes up with a big catch. And, look, that goes back to Doug Baldwin days, man. Just find a way to get open on third down, complete it, and, and move the chains. It's be clutch, and we saw that. We saw a lot of guys have some good performances, and when we return, we're going to talk about our player of the game. That is next. The Seahawks get it done, 37-23. It's time to pick our player of the game. The player of the game is brought to you by the Telluride X Pro from Kia, official partner of the Seattle Seahawks. Now, we had our Keyhawks before the game, and uh, somebody reminded us that his Keyhawk balled out. So I think I know what one of us are going to say when it comes to the player of the game. But I'm going to start with B. Walt. What you got? I got to go Marquise Goodwin. Um, a day that DK goes out, um, stepping up. Those two two big, big touchdowns. You know, deep balls, just perfect. Showing off his athleticism. And then you got the victory formation backflip that's going to – you're going to see it all over Ooh. ESPN for the next, you know, week. Showing off the athleticism, which was huge. But I got to give it to Marquise Goodwin. Marquise mm. Goodwin. You know I'm never mad at, at uh, receiver love. Four for 76, two touchdowns and a backflip. <laughs> True. Who you got? Um, I'm gonna go with Mr. Um, Geno Smith. Yeah. I'm gonna go Geno Smith because as the team goes, the quarterback has to go. Um, the leader, the the energy, and I talked about earlier his poise and everything that he's bringing to the uh, table on the field, off the field. The energy to keep the noise away, less ball. Um, do it the Seahawks way, and let's make it happen. So, Mr. Smith himself. Mr. Smith himself. By the way, we only punted once today. That's, we've had go. one game where he didn't punt, and this game we punted once and not coming up to third down a lot. So, you know, the, your Geno's comment there, that's, there's a big reason for that. All right, Moyer, who you got? Um, you know, I want to go someone on defense because when you get someone to throw the ball 51 times on you in the NFL, usually there's some big yards. We, we only gave up 329 yards. But I, my key hawk today, because I, I thought Khalil Mack was such a big part of what they do. He's such a dominant player. You guy, he was non-existent. And he was up on our left side. Charles Cross was up against him most of the game. And I never saw him near our quarterback. 
So I, it's unsung hero on this one. I'm going to give it to Charles Cross. I like it. They had four quarterback hits on us. They had two sacks. Um, I just thought they did a really good job against a pretty good front. All right, Turbo. That's a good choice, actually, Paul. I really like that one because you know what else he was doing? <laughs> what was he doing? Oh, some say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was coming off the ball, and he was moving people for that young boy. <laughs> huh? That K-9. That... <laughs> Ken Walker the third, baby. Let's go. 23 carries, 168 yards. Average 7.3 yards per carry. Got it. Got it in the end zone twice. House call twice. Pretty impressive. This guy is continuing to grow. And, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I challenge, I, I can say I challenged. I didn't, didn't really challenge him. But, you know, I, I had the question before the game, like, you know, hey, kind of had a breakout game last week. Can you do it again? That's kind of Pete Carroll's mantra, too. Mm-hmm. Can you do it again? That's how he used to always say it, too, you know. And he showed up again, man. Uh, so he's my player of the game. All right. So we got Marquise Goodwin. We got, who's yours again, True? Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had Charles Cross. Going with the cross. K-9, so I got to be the tiebreaker. Y'all mm-hmm. crazy. How are you not going to give it to Ken Walker? Hey. How are you not? 23 for 168, two touchdowns, a 74-yard run. He's the fastest man with the football in his hands this year. You don't have did. to, like, beat us up hey. for it. Just, <laughs> I know I know what happened. Y'all just did one turbo to no, have, have no, this no. time to they shine. Want me to no, shine. no, no, no. We <laughs> want people to think about it a little bit. The Seahawks played a pretty good game. Yeah, they did. Could have been yeah. a lot of people. Let me right? tell you what. If Michael it. Jackson catches a couple of interceptions That's today, true. he, yeah. he could have been the guy because he could have had one to the house as well. That is true. And, by the way, the secondary, nine Passes defense today. Nine of them. Four of them by Ryan Neal. So, yeah. again, mm-hmm. really good job. He's really getting better, too. K9 K- had a great game, man. K-9, De- yeah. Definitely worth it. All those guys you mentioned did. All right, say to us, now is your chance to weigh in. Follow the Seahawks on Twitter and Instagram to vote for Kia's Electric Player of the Game. All right, when we return, we'll take a look forward, sit with these guys, and analyze this next opponent. That's next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Goodwin made some plays in the absence of DK Metcalf. We might need a bit more out of him next week when the Giants come into town. That's who the Hawks are playing. And we're breaking this team down. We're looking at these stats. What are we finding, Paul Moyer? They're, they lead the league in rushing. They're, they're about 170 yards a game. And, you know, we know Saquon Barkley, you know, who he's all about. He's got 726. He's averaging 100 yards, 103 yards per game. 5.1 yards per attempt. Yeah, you, you got to shut this down. He's also their leading target for receptions. You know, so they're trying not to get themselves in tough situations, relying on their defense to win. It's, you know, probably be a bit of a mirror image uh, of our team. We've got a better quarterback. We've got better skill position out wide. Um, it's really going to be about us. Can we shut their running game down and force them to have to beat us throwing it? So they don't turn the ball over much. Um, you know, that's just a, a team you have to go and beat. Turbo, so what he's saying is we need Danny Dimes to really try to throw some dimes because he ain't been doing that. He's been handing that thing off to uh, Saquon Barkley <laughs> and letting him run it. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's the engine that makes this train go offensively. And, you know, quite frankly, it, it's been great just to, I mean, just from the outside looking in, it's been great to see him healthy, being, being able to stay healthy and uh, see some of those things that we saw, you know, from him when he first came out of Penn State. And, uh, you know, you never want to see guys hurt, man. You want to see guys on the field playing their top two targets are out. Sterling Shepard is out for the rest of the season. And, uh, you know, Kenny Galladay uh, isn't isn't available for them right now as well. And even when he was, you know, they him and, you know, Danny Dimes 
one weren't very many dimes getting thrown between between mm-hmm. those two. Let's just let's just say that. And so it's going to be all about stopping Saquon. Uh, but it, you know, this Giants defense now. You know, Kevin Thibodeau, the rookie, has really been coming on the last couple couple weeks. And so you know, we talk about the test that we had today with the Chargers, our tackles. We're in for another one on the other side with Abe Lucas going up against Thibodeau. Uh, you know, he's he's really been flashing the last couple weeks and, and starting to find his game uh, as a rookie as well. So there are some challenges uh, really on both sides of the football across the field. Yeah, their big thing there is they just don't give up a lot of points. I think they're giving up about 18 points a game. Man, statistically, though, people, people are going to look at it and go, they're not that impressive other than they run the football really well. But, you know, they, they have 13 sacks on defense. You know, it's not a bunch. They, uh, Jones has been sacked 20 times on 189 attempts. Just to give you, a, a, you know, a, an example there, I think Geno's been sacked 16 times on about 220 attempts. Uh, so, he's, you know, he's getting sacked at a pretty high rate. He's averaging 6.5 yards per attempt. I mean, that's pretty low. Geno's over eight, just to do some comparison. It, but... It's that game where it's it's gonna be we're gonna have to just grind this thing out, man. Yeah. It just can't turn the ball over. You know, field position will matter. Uh, probably, you know, you know, special teams will be a big part of this game. Yeah, if if, if it opens up at all offensively, it'll be it'd be us to be able to kind of like kind of mm-hmm. like today, you know, being able to put up the points, thirty-seven points. They don't have the offensive firepower, but defensively, like you mentioned, Moyer, uh, yeah, they're holding teams under twenty points a game. That's a big key as well. I love the matchup you brought up, though. We got a little Pac-12 battle brewing with Abe Lucas and Thibodeau, right? There it little is. Little Duck versus Cougs. So that would be a fun <laughs> little rookie battle to watch for sure. But yeah. we can't forget about Daniel Jones's legs. I mean, he ran for over 100 yards today against yeah. the Jags in that win. But they are – the Giants and the Seahawks, I think, both want to do the same things, right? They want to run the ball, run the ball, and uh, control the clock. And it's going to be a, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I think this is going to be a really good uh, game, and it's going to be a great test for the Seahawks in general, but specifically the defense. They came in today um, against this Chargers team, and the attention to detail and the not waiting for plays to happen as the defense came out and made plays happen. I don't know if that was the extra meetings. I don't know if that was the extra uh, paying attention to detail, but these guys, they came out and – you can tell just by the energy. I know they got a little feisty, like you said earlier, tur- um, Turbo, and I just don't think that was from uh, Khalil Mack. I think that's from weeks of saying that the defense can't do this and can't do mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. they got to come in with that same energy against the Giants. They know what they're coming to do, and that's run the ball, and they got to step up and stop it. It's well, that simple. Well, All right. what I'm excited about. Oh, All right. Man. My All bad, right. my bad, bump. You know, we got a, we got a show right, to do here, right. Turbo. Right. We got a show to do here, Turbo. Goodness gracious, today's final score, Seahawks 37, <laughs> Chargers 23. You've been listening to the Seahawks Radio Network. I'd like to thank the people who make our broadcast possible. Production assistant, Nishant Kantapudi. Studio coordinators, Matt Nelson and Brady Robick. Executive producer of the Seahawks Radio Network is NASA Choby. The Seahawks are back next week as they welcome in Daniel Jones and the Giants. Pre-game coverage begins at 11 a.m. on the Seahawks Radio Network. For our Seattle stations, we have another hour of Hawk Talk. But if you are leaving us, thanks for listening. For Paul Moyer, Robert Turbin, Marcus Trufant, and Brian Walters, I am Michael Bumpus. Seahawks win 37-23 over the Chargers. You are listening to Hawk Talk. I am Michael Bumpus with the fellas Paul Moyer, Marcus Trufant, B. Walt, 
and turbulence over there, a.k.a. Turbo, a.k.a. Utah State, a.k.a. He, like he loves it. You see how he lit up? <laughs> he lit up low-key. Hey, um, so, as you know, the Seattle Seahawks get it done 37-23. to They beat the Los Angeles Chargers. They go into their house, go into their kitchen. They make a sandwich, and they walk out. They drink all the Kool-Aid, Moyer. They did exactly what they needed to do. And this defense showed up again. Last week they showed up with sacks. This week they showed up, had three sacks as well. Also had some turnovers, some forced fumbles. DT had a big play, probably the biggest play of his career, I want to say, for DT, that, that strip, strip sack and then that return. But um, team – win. Myers is 3-for-3 three three when it comes to field goals. Geno completes 74% of his passes. And then we got the young K-9, Ken Walker, with 168 and two tutties. Yeah, he was probably the second best uh, performance today, uh, K-9. <laughs> no, he had, he's, he's electric, guys. And I think what's been fun for us is we've watched this young team grow. I mean, look, early on, it wasn't that pretty. I mean, Pete was frustrated, particularly defensively. Uh, offensively, it's been a surprise from the get-go. I thought they would be the weakness. They're clearly the strength of this team. But I think the defense has a chance to catch up here, you know, as the weeks progress. We're starting to get our hands on the football, and that's the name of the game. we got to get the ball away from them, and I think turnovers are going to start to come. I think we believe we can get a pass rush on these guys. Um, this week's going to be a challenge. I mean, it, I'll know if it's fixed after this week because these guys are committed to the run, talking about the Giants. Yeah. And it's going to – you know, last week we, we got a little bit of lead on Arizona. They didn't really have a running back, so we didn't know what we had. You know, take away Kyler Murray, they did a good job. This week, they just not – you know, the Chargers just said, we're not running it. We're going to throw it every single down. So, um, But it looks better, um, and I, I'm, I feel confident going into this week. Uh, I, I think we're playing some pretty good football, and – we're, we could be a very dangerous team by the end of this year. Yeah, you know, the unit that's been sneaky good, and you alluded to this earlier, Paul, uh, you know, with your MVP pick and Charles Cross, is that the offensive line, man, like, we, we yeah, it's, it's so easy to ignore because it's, it's K-9 and, the, and, 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 you know, and it's Geno and it's, you know, and it's, it's Tariq Woolen with the, the interception and all of these, like, the, the flashy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's easy to see the bling-bling around your neck, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, uh, you know, this offensive line, man, up front, doing the dirty work, both in the pass and the run game, right, for the most part have been protecting Geno really, really well. Gave up two sacks today, but for the most part has really been sound. And then in the run game, I mean, listen, these runs that we're seeing, they don't happen without these guys, like, putting people on their behinds. And that's what we're seeing from these moving guys off of the line of scrimmage. And that's what we're seeing from this offensive line on a consistent basis now. I mean, mm-hmm. like all season long, even when Rashad Penny was healthy, right? And so they deserve a lot of love for what they've been able to accomplish. And then you add on the the fact that even, even today, Phil Haynes goes down. I think Jake Curran came into the game, didn't miss a beat. I remember talking about this offensive line in the, the beginning of this, before the season even started, the big question mark. Austin Blythe was coming in as the center. He was like the lone vet in a lot of ways, how he was going to make a huge impact because of his knowledge. And we're seeing it. You know, we're seeing it six weeks into the season, seven weeks into the season. And so big love to the offensive line. Love that. Um, You know, a lot of times it's a good thing we don't talk about the offensive line, right, especially this young young team that they have because – you know, we'd be in here being, oh, these young guys, you know, they're really missing these blocks. But we haven't had to talk about it at all. 
and it's been great. We've been talking about Ken Walker stepping up. We've been talking about Geno stepping up in the pocket and making great throws, and that is all because of them. And we don't give him the love, but it's so much better than than the other way, right? Talking about how uh, Geno's not getting the 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 time he needs, and Ken's uh, you know just getting stuffed behind the line. And so, in a lot of ways, I love not talking about it. And that's what the offensive line likes, right? They love just being behind the scenes and doing the dirty work and and just going about their day. But I do want to make a shout out. This is a weird one. For two week, a two-week streak ended by the Seahawks today of the punt team not giving up a touchdown. Hey, let's go. <laughs> so that was huge. That's yeah. big improvement. There it is. Big improvement there. <laughs> I like it, man. And one more uh, shout-out to the offensive line. I know they are behind the scenes. They really haven't even been getting a lot of love from um, outside. But to me, you know, all you hear is the running backs talk about it. They talk about the offensive line. All you hear is the quarterback, the the. Uh, coaches so internally um these guys are getting a lot of love and I think they really love that those guys are the unsung uh heroes I talk about the team only goes as far as Geno goes because that was my pick um (laughs) earlier but to think uh, Geno can't do anything if the offensive line isn't blocking for him so again I will second and third that big shout out to the O-line so we lost DK Metcalf today we'll figure out how severe that injury is has something to do with the leg the knee something around there don't want to speculate but Pete Carroll said he took x-rays x-rays were good now they're going for MRI so in his absence you had guys like Marquise Goodwin step up he had four catches for 67 yards and two touchdowns and Brian you uh you you asked a question that got us pondering a little bit Right. If something is wrong with DK, we're praying and hoping that it's not. Is there a receiver out there that you feel that the Hawks should at least take a look at? Yeah, this is an interesting question, right? Because you look at the guys they had out there, and there's there's not a lot of depth if DK is out, right? And you look, who who can you bring in? And, I mean, just not to start rumors or anything, but is OBJ a possibility here uh, to come in and, and be that veteran that, you know, they – I guess Marquise Goodwin is, but just a, a, a bigger presence and more depth because right now, who do you go to? If, if one of these guys, if Lockett, I mean, you don't want this to happen, but if Lockett, Goodwin, Eskridge, if one of them goes down, who's the next guy up? And are you going to rely on, you know, Derek Young, a rookie? I mean, you could. You know, you're yeah. going to throw him in the fire. But then again, if a guy like OBJ is available and willing to come to Seattle – this is speculating that DK is out. We we hope that's not a possibility, and this conversation should never happen. But if so, you know, worst case scenario is is that a real thing? And in, in my eyes, it wouldn't be a terrible thing to give uh, Gino an extra um, weapon. I I would say a week ago wouldn't have been an option because I don't think we would have been the most enticing team to come to. Maybe two weeks ago. We're in first place all alone right now in the West in the NFC West. We're the third. Uh, We'd be the third seed right now if the playoffs started today. We're young. We're getting better. The offense has proven they're pretty exciting. Um, so I think we would be a destination a lot of free agents would want to come to. Maybe OBJ is one of those. I don't know if we need them. You know, I, I think, you know, look, we got to rely on some of these young guys like, uh, you know, D. Eskridge to continue to develop. I think with Goodwin, his speed's real, so we we can still put Goodwin and and uh, Tyler out wide. But I think the the part that comes into play even more now is our tight ends. It's just we can do two, three tight end packages, which again they've been they they were really the ones who sprung that uh, that seventy four yard touchdown by 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 K nine on that. So. I think they have options and weapons. And the one thing with Pete is, look, he'll give somebody an opportunity to compete. 
and maybe it's you know young. We'll, we'll we'll find out. So, but I think we are. I think we're that team again where people are going to go. Ah, I may want to be a part of that. There's something special there. A bit more attractive. Yeah. Put it on ain't some the Rams. Makeup. The Rams can't. Rams are so beat up on their front line. They just lost another offensive tackle. Mm. I so I, and you know Stafford's just getting destroyed right now. And maybe they figure that one out. You know, San Francisco, uh, they're, they're, they got too many guys. There's no way that anybody can go there. Um, Arizona, they just, you know, picked up another receiver. I just, you know, we probably would be the team in the West. Um, but I think OBJ would probably wait this thing out and pick the team that he think has the best chance to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know if I see it. Yeah, you fell. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he would be a, a necessarily a fit yeah. for a couple of reasons. Seahawks are big on culture. Mm-hmm. They like to. They like to do things in, in, internally. They love to give guys opportunities who've been here, worked hard, been through the spring training camp, uh, things like that. I think uh, OBJ also is a guy I think would lean more towards uh, people and teammates that he knows. And has relationships with, you know, like the Von Millers of the world, and I, I feel like he would be more comfortable going somewhere that that he that he's got a boy, like mm-hmm. you know, somebody that he's that he's tight with. I don't know if that person exists on this on this team with with with, with Seattle, you know, uh, and so for me, I think that's where his interest in, in in coming here would not really, you know, sink. In in, in my opinion, I think a team like Buffalo. Or Kansas City, or even even the struggling Rams probably would would, would suit him better. Um, Turbo, I'll play a little bit of devil's advocate to that. If um, a talent like OBJ and star power and um, and everything that he brings to the table, some may say that he brings good. Some may um, and you talk about culture and the, um, a young team and what distractions maybe could happen. I would say that if anywhere for a guy like that that you think may be um, a little bit different for the culture of this area, Pete Carroll allows guys to be themselves, and he finds a way for them to buy into teams. So um, maybe it's not the right fit, but if anywhere could be a good fit and to make it work or or, – do something that people really don't think could happen. I think it would be Seattle. All right. We got some opinions out there. I'm a receiver. I say, man, if you want to come come over here, man, come on there. Come get some of this. Geno Smith could use you. Throw that thing up to Odell Beckham. But uh, we shall see. We I'm just going to put good vibes out there and say DK is going to be fine. Yeah, he and is. this is all hypothetical. Yes. And we're just having a little, little yeah, fun right now. A little yeah. fun. All right, when we return, we will uh, recap the game. A bunch of highlights. That's next on your home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and Kyron News Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. It's time to recap this beautiful win that the Hawks had today over the Los Angeles Chargers 37-23. to Let's get this thing going. Gino opens up the game, 20-yard fade on third and 15. He finds Marquise Goodwin capping an eight-play, 68-yard drive, 7-0 Seahawks. Out of the shotgun, Gino, four-man rush, has time. Going to lay it up over the top. That's Goodwin in the back of the end zone. He has got it. Touchdown, Seahawks. A beautiful round run by Marquise Goodwin. Kind of pushing the quarterback into the inside and then backs out to the back corner. And that ball thrown perfectly. A 20-yard touchdown, and the Seahawks are on the board first, 6-0. 
As textbook as it gets right there. Marquise Goodwin pushing the DB's toes, letting the ball fade him out. In beautiful throw, beautifully thrown ball by Geno Smith in the back corner. Uh, good start for, for the two there. I've been asking for an interception from Quandre Diggs. Didn't get it today. The other safety, Ryan Neal, intercepts Justin Herbert in the first quarter. Third down and seven. Herbert drops back, looks, fires down. The middle ball is intercepted. Ryan Neal with the pick. Breaks a tackle across the 45. Spins out to the 47-yard line. The Seahawks on defense. Talk about adding to what they did a week ago against Arizona. A pick this time off of Herbert, who hadn't thrown many, and the Seahawks are in business near midfield. Man, a guy like Ryan Neal is one of those defensive players that said enough is enough. He talk about players uh, doing extra meetings, being accountable, and this shows up in the game. Man, he had a lot of tackles. He got the interception. So um, it's stepping up, man, and leading by example. I love it. Great play. Ken Walker got his first start as the Seattle Seahawks running back, and he wastes no time. 12-yard touchdown, making the score 14-0 Seahawks. Walker gets the handoff, starts left, goes up the middle, five. Down to the goal line. Is he in? He is. Touchdown, Seahawks. Far end of the field. Walker just picked his way right through the middle, and it just opened up, and he crosses the goal line from 12 yards out. The Seahawks are on top 13-0 over the homestanding Chargers. Yeah, this was a nice job by Ken Walker the third. Pressing the pressing the line of scrimmage there, and then boom. As soon as he saw the hole, he hit it, no hesitation, was able to get downhill and find the end zone. The Chargers will get things going, man. Austin Eckler had himself a day. 12 receptions, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Nine carries, 31 yards, and a touchdown. Here is that touchdown. First and goal inside the 10. Handoff to Eckler. Starts up the middle, bounces to the left side, and he is in. Touchdown, Los Angeles Chargers. That's the first drive of the game that the Chargers haven't shot themselves in the foot. Connected on some passes and finally score from seven yards out. They make it a 17-6 ball game. Look, we bottled him up pretty well, Eckler, all day. His longest run of the game was 13 yards. That was a seven-yarder. We knew they weren't going to go away. We jumped out on them 17-0. That was their best drive Probably of the game, it was a, I think it was eight play, seventy-five yarder. Nothing special. We just, you know, didn't quite bow up on him to keep him out of the end zone. But you know, they, we knew they weren't going to go away. But we did a good job on Eckler. Seahawks will get the football back. They put D. Eskridge in the backfield. A little toss, he fumbles. This leads to a thirteen-yard touchdown from Herbert to Mike Williams, capping a six-play, thirty-three-yard drive. Seventeen, fourteen, Seahawks. Chargers one of four on third down. Herbert takes a shotgun snap. Looks, throws underneath. Mike Williams makes a catch down to the five. He dives in. Touchdown, Chargers. Woolen was chasing him across the field, but he had no help, and he kind of got in behind Mike Williams on a crossing route. And Herbert just waited for him to come open for 13 yards. And the Chargers capitalize on the D. Eskridge fumble. And they're about to draw within three points with a PAT made here of the Seahawks in this second quarter. Look, they make plays too. And uh, you know, the Chargers caught the Seahawks in man-to-man here. And they ran the perfect rub concept. Gerald Everett going over the top. Um, almost knocking Willen off the receiver, Mike Williams, and Mike Williams caught a wide-open uh, pitch and catch for the score in the corner in the end zone. Marquise Goodwin is not done. This is his second touchdown of the day. It's a 23-yard toss, capping a seven-play, 75-yard drive, 24-14 to Seahawks. 
L.A. looks like they want to rush four, and they do. Gino has time. Steps up. He's going to let it fly. Down the near side. It's caught. Goodwin. Touchdown. Seahawks. What a beautiful throw by Gino. Over top of the defensive back, J.C. Jackson, who stays down on the ground from 23 out. Goodwin with his second touchdown reception of the game. And the Seahawks extend their lead to 23-14. to Stretching the field is what the Seahawks want to do. And, you know, with D.K. Metcalf going down, um, and you need guys like Marquise stepping up, man, and making big plays. And that's what he did today, man. He found the end zone twice, and, and he had to flip at the end of the game. So my man is uh, feeling the energy, and he did his thing. All right, the Chargers will make some plays. Brian, you brought up a good point. You and Moyer were talking about this. You're saying that you feel like players should field punts further back than we're typically taught to. Typically you're taught around the 10 or the 8. If it's behind you to let it go, that's not what happens, right? They let it go, and the Chargers down the Seahawks on the two-yard line. The very next play, we get a safety. Gino under center. The hand to Walker, and he finds no running room, and he's trapped, and he might be down for a safety he is. He gets hit in the backfield and goes down. One of the Chargers players stays down on the ground as well. They'll attend to him, but first play from scrimmage on this drive from his own two. Yeah, we're afraid it was going to catch up with him at some point, the Seahawks, that is. And it did this time. Ken Walker trapped for a safety. A good play by the Chargers. They it looked like they stunted inside, or they they were they slanted inside on us. And it, look, Walker's not an easy guy to tackle, um, but you know, you got to get the ball all the way past that line of scrimmage. And he didn't quite get the ball all the way past. It was close. Uh, just good play. But you're right. I, I think uh, nowadays the way the it's particularly field turf, the way the ball bounces, it's almost like bounces a cushion. It goes straight up. I think you almost have to move that that fair catch thing inside the ten yard line, and, uh, and they got a safety. But you know what? Seahawks responded every time they started to make a move. All right, Turbo, I saved this one for you. Ken Walker had himself a day: twenty three carries, one hundred sixty eight yards, two touchdowns, and the play of the day is a seventy four yard touchdown. Thirty seven sixteen Hawks. First and ten, toss to Walker, goes right side, has a little running room, Parkinson out front. Here comes oh up the sideline, he's on the run, 40, down to the 30, are they going to catch him? I don't think so, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Seahawks, 74 yards. The Seahawks get the ball on downs, they toss it to Ken Walker, the third. He gets fired out of a Gatlin gun, and he is gone up the right sidelines, 74, and nobody got a whiff, and he is in to stretch this lead. What a back. A great play call. The Seahawks now lead 36-16. to 16. Ken Walker, man, he hit that edge, and all you heard was, yum. You hear the 12s. <laughs> Sounds like it's at Lumen Field, man. That, that was loud. <laughs> That boy was going 22 miles an hour, man, showing the speed. Looked like guys had an angle on him, still couldn't catch him, right? Great blocking up front, great blocking on the outside, really sprung him, and he showed off his speed for a touchdown. Just really a complete team win. Special teams handled their business. The offense did their thing. The defense caused some turnovers and got after a quarterback. That's hard to take down. But when we return, we will tell you our unsung hero. That is next on your home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and News Radio, 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. I'm with the fellas, Marcus Trufant, 
Brian Walters, Robert Turbin, and Paul Moya. By the, by the way, we, you know, uh, NASA always throws out, hey, great show last week, and hey, this week we're going to have True and Bump and B Walt, and then he said, throws out Bags and Big Ray and Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got like a name, right? A, a nickname. Yeah, yours is Moya. Paul. Moya. Just Paul. OG. 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 There you go. Triple OG. All right, so now you know we we've talked about game MVPs and guys who have shined and done some things, but let's uh let's show some love to the guys who uh who don't get a lot of the notoriety, or maybe they do, or maybe they just flew under the radar today because there were so many good things to choose from. We are going to name our unsung. Hero, so I hope y'all been thinking about oh, it. Yeah. I see I, Turbo thinking about it right now. I got one. I'm gonna, I, get, I'm gonna give you a minute. I got one. You got one. I'll start. All right, we're gonna start with Moyer. So, because we did MVP earlier, and I threw out Charles Cross, so I'm not gonna use Charles again. So, my unsung hero today, because I think just about every time he caught a pass, it was a first down, and he sprung that long run at the end. It was Uncle Will Disley. Uncle Will. He uh, he was battling in the trenches. Hey, you. It's, hey, look, and you can just because I, it. I did it, you guy. can agree with me. It's right. okay. Um, no, I thought he had a really good game. All right, are you going to agree? Let's go I, right I, to B-Wall. I'm going to agree with that. I was going to pick Will all along. I mean, he caught all four of his targets, which is all you can ask for him. But you're right, and what they do up front and how they you know spring these runs. I mean. The whole tight end group in general. I know Colby had that big play, that 28-yarder where he had a little hurdle. You saw Pete mimicking it on the sideline. Um, it's a group that's going to have to step up, and they have so far. So, But Will, Will was the guy. I really love that. All right. Um, I mentioned this gentleman before the game, and I called out, and I was hoping that I was going to give him some good juju that he might get an interception today. Came close today, and that's Michael Jackson, right? When you're on the opposite side of the corner – that's supposed to be the shutdown corner, you're going to get, most likely, you're going to have some opportunities because they want to go away from him. And um, Mike Jackson, he stood up today, had some tight coverage, had a couple opportunities and a couple interceptions, had one right in his hands. I know he wished he could have that one back, but um, it could have had two today. So showing up, being mentally ready, being on the other side, taking on that challenge. So that is my unsung hero, Mike Jack. Mike Jack. Turbo, what you got? I stand on the defensive side of the football, okay? This player, to me, has really continued to get better throughout the this season so far. I thought he really struggled with tackling and just overall playmaking with flash, but just wasn't consistent. Today he was consistent. And that person is Ryan Neal. Seven yeah. tackles on the day. Really, six tackles, one assist. Seven tackles on the day. Had a pick. You know what I'm saying? I and mean, it was a good pick, too. I mean, he read that yep. thing, boom, made a play. Um, you know, he, he he sparked this defense. There's a lot of great things on special teams as well. Ryan Neal. Ryan Neal. You know, you, you could actually convince me to change mine because I forgot how many plays he made today. He yeah. had, Remember, he knocked a couple uh, out, you know, running down the seam. He had four passes defensed. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. I think that's, a, that's a really good one. All right. I was going to pick Ryan Neal. Hey. Uh, but I want to I wanna give somebody else some love right now. I want to give somebody some love. You know why? Because this man is 35 years old playing in a football game, man. Bruce Irvin. I just want to give Ooh, him some yeah, love. Bruce Irvin out there. I can't imagine going to yeah. L.A. Fitness and playing five pickup games right now. Right? My body would be in shambles. And what he did is not going to show up on the stats, right? There's an accountability that I would assume that these guys feel when you have an OG like Bruce Irvin out there on the field. It's like you don't want to disappoint 
your big bro. So mine would be Bruce Irvin, but I got to choose from y'all. So I'm going to go with, who's yours again, True? Mike Jack. Mike Jack. Thriller. Uncle Will. <laughs> Ryan Neal. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Mike Jack just because yes. I like his story. You know what I mean? Yes. Actually, you don't get the tiebreaker. We had two Uncle Wills. So yeah. Oh, yeah, Dan, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, Dan, you're right. True. All right, I so, still go with True, though. Can just I throw, you, throw I'm, that out there. I'm going to throw you guys a stat because it, it was something we've talked about a bunch. I think the most catches by tight ends in NFL uh, for the Seahawks is like 85 in a season. They're, right now they've been targeted 56 through seven games. They've got 48 completions. If they keep this pace, they'll, of course, they can, they'll, they'll have 116 catches between mm. them. And we've always wanted to get the tight ends involved. And so not only are they just catching it, I mean, they're doing some stuff in the mm. running game. They really, as a group, have been very impressive. I like it. I love it. All right, when we return, we will look forward to the New York Giants. That's next week's opponent. That is next on your home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. It's time to put a bow on this thing and uh, do a quick little preview of the New York Giants, the Danny Dimes, the Saquon Barkleys, those guys. Moyer, you looked at their schedule and you said you're not impressed, but you got to respect them either way. I didn't say I was impressed. I was more they're not blowing anybody out. I mean, they're finding ways to win. They won 21. Every game they've played has been within six points. And they've won a a few by one point. Their only loss was 23-16 to the Cowboys. They're not scoring points, but they're not giving up points. So it's a a bend-but-don't-break defense, kind of middle of the pack. They're giving up about 340, 50 yards per game. You know, they're going to play a shell type of, of defense and, and try and win in the red zone. Sound familiar back in the day? Um, but it's this is all about Saquon Barkley. Uh, he's their leading receiver for targets. He's their leading rusher. They're rushing 170 yards a game. Put the big boy pads on. We know what we got to get done for this week. Yeah, Saquon is a special player, uh, so he's going to be certainly the guy to key on. And, you know, Daniel, he's so special, you almost forget about Daniel Jones and what he's able to do with his feet as well. You know, you almost ignore the fact that he can do some dynamic things with his feet. Not much through the air, uh, but they just they, they do just enough to get it done and find ways to win. It's really interesting how they're able to pull these games off. But the matchup I'll be looking for the most, that I'll be looking at the most, is their defensive end, Thibodeau going up against our tackles. He's really come along the last couple of games, couple sacks. Uh, he'll, he'll challenge us. And so, uh, and really this defense as a whole, but him in particular, he'll challenge us. And so I'm, uh, I'm excited to see the matchup. And when it all comes down to it, these guys are, what, 6-1, and one, right? Yep. I mean, in the mm-hmm. NFL, no matter who you beat, that's, that's yep. big time. That's, that's and these good. guys are going to come in, and with all the confidence in the world, you know, the media is all going to be talking about them because New York finally has good football. Um, and it's going to be a tough battle. And and I, I, some of these, I mean, the Packers, and who knows how they are, I guess, this year, but that's a big win at the time. And the Ravens, we know the Ravens are a tough team to beat, and those are some big wins that they have. And uh, like you said, they have learned how to win mm-hmm. under you know the new coach, uh, Brian Do- Doball. Dayball. Dayball, mm-hmm. yeah. I should know how to say that. But, Sorry. I mean, he has these guys playing. <laughs> he said it's <aside. laughs> <laughs> He has these guys playing winning football, and that is – no matter – put all stats aside, anything, that is the most important part. Yeah, the, the, one, the one thing that th- – this is only their third road game. They've had five home games. And one of them might have been uh, in in London or something. I'm not sure. But that's, yeah, that's pretty Day, crazy. Day was in London. So, so we'll see how well they play on the road. 
So what you guys are saying or what I'm hearing is not so much uh, about what our Hawks need to do, but the Giants are playing good football, but they're doing just enough. So we don't need to make a bunch of big mistakes, right? Let's just stay in this fight, man. Let's get into the late rounds or uh, the uh, fourth quarter and let's not make those big mistakes. We can't have turnovers. We can't have bad uh, special teams play. So we need to grind it out. And we know what's coming. We all know the running game is coming. So we need to dare somebody else to beat us. If that's the quarterback, cool. But we can't let Saquon come in here and go crazy. So just play a nice, polished game and let's be focused. Let's be locked in. Let's execute, right? Let's play Seahawk ball and let's go get this dub. Let's get it, Seahawks. They're in first place in the NFC West. See, if you didn't know, now you know today's final score. Seahawks 37, Chargers 23. You've been listening to Hawk Talk on Seattle Sports 710 and Kyra News Radio 97.3 FM. I'd like to thank the people who make our broadcast possible. Production assistant, Nashant Kandapuri. Student coordinators, Matt Nelson and Brady Robig. Executive producer of the Seahawks Radio Network is Nasa Chobie. The Seahawks are back home next week as they welcome men, Daniel Jones, and the New York Giants. Pre-game coverage begins at 10 a.m. on our Seattle stations. For Paul Moore, Robert Turbin, Marcus Trufant, and Brian Walters, I am Michael Bumpus. Seahawks win 37-23.